Well, hey friends, this is Mike, and this is a bit of a special edition of Fun Therapy. We're going to keep this fairly simple and straightforward. I had planned on taking some time off and just a little break with Fun Therapy, but because of what's going on in our world today and the suffering and the fear and the anxiousness, I thought it would be important for us to have some conversations and to talk a little bit about all the things that we're experiencing right now. It is a unique time in our history with the COVID-19 outbreak. And I know that many of you have been impacted. Many of you have lost jobs. I've been laid off. Many of you have loved ones who are ill. Many of you right now, just like I am and my family, are self-quarantined in your home and been told to not to leave and to stay put. And the ramifications and the ripple effects of this experience in this time is so real. And I want to help in whatever way I can. I want to do whatever I can to hopefully be a force of good and calm and remind you that you're loved. The things that we do here every day at Fun Therapy. And so if you're okay with this, I'm just going to kind of have a few more episodes and maybe less production, but but hopefully a lot of from the heart conversations. And my goal here is simply to help, to help you process, to help you reflect, to help you maximize, to help you breathe again. And I think there's a lot that we can begin in terms of our conversations. And listen, I, 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 unfortunately or fortunately have a lot to say. And so, um, you know, I want to just continue to, to put out some content that I hope will help you over the weeks and possibly months ahead. But I want to begin by just saying that whatever you're feeling right now, whatever you're experiencing, the emotions that are churning and swirling and in your heart and in your head, these are all very important things and very important parts of you. And all and all of it is very normal. Because collectively, as a society, as a family, in communities, what we are experiencing is a massive loss. A loss of security. For us, a loss of a dream, a loss of control. And really, ultimately, what we are experiencing here is a deep grief, a sadness and a depression and a reflection on the fragility of our lives. And so... Welcoming that, 
not resisting it, not beating yourself up over it, not gutting through or trying to pretend that this isn't a big deal or that you're not scared or that you've got it all under control and kind of power through. And honestly, some of the messages that I hear out there about, you know, be fearless and messages of certainty and messages of, you know, great conviction, but not necessarily truth may not be helpful to you. And so what I want to say to you today is that whatever you are experiencing and however you're experiencing it and whatever you're feeling is okay. It's okay to feel that. Because we're in a grieving process. And with grief comes confusion. With our grief comes sadness. Often sadness slips into despair. Maybe you've found yourself over the week sort of grasping and trying to grab on to something that makes sense and that we can hold on as a truth or an answer or a a prediction of what is to come. And I realize those are all very normal responses when we are afraid, but the reality is all of this is so fluid. And what was normal two weeks ago is not normal today. The processes and the models that we could count on two weeks ago, we are looking at today and finding their cracks and their limitations. And so in the process of our grief, and as we look at everything that we're feeling and experiencing and all the change that has come I think it's incredibly important to find markers of hope. I was talking to a client uh, this morning, I was coaching with someone, and I shared with uh, him about the idea of establishing markers, guideposts, lighthouses along our journey and looking out onto the horizon into the future. And though today may feel like a storm and the dark clouds are forming and there is a lot of fear in the system, I think it's appropriate for us to begin to not just be overwhelmed by today. I think it's important to be present with whatever we're feeling and experience, experiencing, but I also think it's important for us to project out and really what I would call a healing imagination and establish what I call markers of hope. So let me give you a couple examples and then I want you to think about what you can do in your life and your story. Little reminders, little cues, little prompts that we can look at to remind us that yes, this is going to be hard yes, we will get through this together. So one of my markers right now is um, something that I did. And maybe if you were following me on Instagram, you saw this already on my Instagram feed. But my wife and I, we put up our Christmas lights. And I know this is something that a lot of people are doing around the country. With, and I love this. I love this idea. And I see this idea as a marker of hope. It is a physical reminder, a memento, a souvenir 
that reminds me, my wife, my daughter, my neighbors, those who might be along the ride here in San Diego, California, that we're holding on to hope. We are finding the good. And the promise that I made to my wife and to my neighbors and everybody who's looking at our Christmas lights is that this, these lights, and they're colorful and festive, and I even have twinkle lights. Some twink, those are the best, aren't they? I have twinkle lights. And this is a sign, this is a marker to say that fosters, the fosters aren't giving up. The fosters are not losing hope, even when we feel like we're losing hope. See, because then I can look out the window and say, oh yeah, there's those lights. And I made a promise to my wife and to my neighbors and to everyone else that we're not taking these lights down until we're through this, whenever that might be. And no one really knows how long this will last. But I have a marker of hope to say those lights, those lights are a promise. Those lights are a reminder that we're going to be okay and that there will be much to celebrate in the future and there'll be much to appreciate. And that's just a a sign. And you know what? I got to be honest when um, during the evenings, full confession, we're in about our eighth or ninth day of uh, self-isolation which honestly has has been not fun. It has been, we have found moments of goodness and joy, and there's things that are happening that um, make for it to be less of a bummer. <laughs> but I, I have found myself in the evenings just getting a little down. And honestly, to be completely transparent, I'm like, I don't know if I can do 10, 12, 14, 18 weeks of this. And so at the evening, I, I feel sad and I feel depressed. And then I have a marker of hope and I can walk out uh, into my front room and look out my window and I can see the Christmas lights. I'm like, oh yeah. We're not giving up. We're not stopping. We're going to show up tomorrow and do our best. We're going to keep fighting for the things that we want. And I'm okay with my depression. I'm okay with my sadness. I'm not okay with giving up or losing hope. And so the lights help me another marker of hope. And again, I I want to invite you to do this in your life. Find some, some physical manifestations, some, some physical souvenirs, some markers, some tangible items that you can place into your life and into your story to remind you that we will get through this. Another one, another marker of hope is, uh, again, hard to talk about, but, but in the last Two weeks, pretty much my entire world from a financial standpoint has completely ground to a halt. (laughs) 
Um, there's a few things that are still happening, but I've got to tell you about 80% of my life. And uh, I feel I was telling my wife, I, I think there's a possibility that I'm unemployed right now and I just don't know it. <laughs> and I'm laughing just because, you know, the absurdity of all of this moment, that's just the truth. And, and I think like one of the big things that obviously has been shut down in my life has been the ability to travel and to do workshops and to teach and um, to encourage and the things that I have been doing for 15 years and doing a lot of it, all of that has come to a stop. And so a marker of hope that I have established in my life is that I have gone into my closet and I have picked out the shirt. It's a Lululemon shirt. I really like it. I look pretty good in it. It's uh fits me well. It's kind of black. Of course it's black. That's all I wear, right? It's black. Um, and I have picked out that shirt and I have set that shirt out because that is the shirt that I am going to wear the first time I get a chance to stand back on a stage or be with a group or be in a small setting where I can be with people again. And so that shirt for me is a marker of hope. And I can't wait to put on that shirt. And so I wonder for you, maybe it's, um, maybe it's you begin to uh, do some planning with your family and establishing a marker of hope for the future of what restaurant you will go to to celebrate together. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's some trip that you will take together and you maybe you want to go see, I don't know, the Sequoias, Sequoia National Forest. And why don't you, why don't you put a little tree somewhere in your house and let that be a marker of hope, a little fake tree. Don't put a Sequoia. They're too big for your house. But we need these visual reminders, these things that tell us that we will get through this and be okay. So establishing markers of hope, allowing your imagination and allowing your thoughts and your mindset to be drawn to something good and positive, and not that we're disconnecting from the reality of the pain and suffering of today, but there is something very incredibly powerful about being able to transport ourselves to that moment that says we are beginning again. We are moving back to normalcy. Now, I truly believe, and I don't say this as a discouraging thing, I say this as a reality. I, I don't think we will ever be the same based on what we are going through, this collective trauma, this collective pain and suffering. But I do believe that it will not be the same, but I do believe that we will be more alive and more awake, more focused. We can move through this and become more resilient and stronger. I truly believe your relationships can go to a whole nother level. I believe your marriage can be stronger than it is today. I believe that your 
your family can be healthier and more open and more vulnerable and honest because of what we are experiencing today. Will we go back to what we were? No. It's just, that's impossible. But we do go forward and we believe that this is an opportunity for great change and great growth in our lives. You know what I, I believe is that when, when our back is against the wall, that's when we often find a new door. And what I am believing for us right now is that we are walking through a new door, that you are walking through a new door. And it feels risky and scary and unsure, and I understand that. But we have an opportunity here to discover something that we never would have discovered without the pain. Those scars, all senseless scars, my worst parts work when you're gone, and the endless scream. Dark comes in from the sobers and makes everything work. Well, you know how the truth works, and for whatever it's worth. As many of you know that this week, a famous country artist named Kenny Rogers passed away. And by the way, I never thought I would be talking about Kenny Rogers on the Fun Therapy Podcast, but here we are. And so I was reading this article about Kenny Rogers, and some of you are like, who's Kenny Rogers? Famous country singer, very popular in the guess the 70s and 80s I knew a few of his songs and it's a good guy sang a lot with Dolly Parton it's a whole thing but that's not the point what I want to share with you is what I read about Kenny Rogers that I think really applies to what you and I are are experiencing right now and the article said that uh, uh, Kenny was particularly fond of singing the harmony part on vocal collaborations. Again, he was famous, famously known for singing with uh, the great Dolly Parton. And in uh, 2013, he's on uh, Dan Rather's show. He's called called The Big Interview. 
And Kenny talked about the harmonies and how the harmonies had fascinated him ever since he uh, first heard his older sister, Geraldine, singing them in church. Kenny said on the interview to Dan Rather, he said, I'd never heard harmony before. And I said, uh, what are you singing? He asked his sister, what are you singing? And she said, well, that's called harmony, where you don't sing the melody, but you sing something that sounds good with the melody. And Kenny thought, oh, I'd like, I'd like to do that. And that's what he did. And friends, I, I share that story with you because you and I are being invited to sing harmony, not the melody. See, there's a melody going on in our society and our stories and our families and our jobs that we don't get to choose on what those notes look like or what the song how the song goes. But you and I are invited to come alongside that melody and sing a harmony to complement whatever is happening in the story. I truly believe that the suffering and the loss and the confusion and the pain and whatever you are experiencing right now, that there is a participation place for you. There's a place where you can come in a line with whatever you're facing and begin to sing the harmony. Most of us have probably been singing the melody. Most of us have been in control. We know what to expect. We had our routines. We had our rhythms. It was our song that we were singing. And it was kind of fun. And it sounded good. But now we're in a different role and we can resist and we can try to sing the melody and we can try to go back to that old song. And I'm, I'm telling you friends, that is, that is energy, that is sideways energy and not the invitation that you have right now. But you have an opportunity to sing the harmony. And we sing the harmony by holding on to hope, by finding the small good things that are in our day we sing the harmony by encouraging and loving one another. We sing the harmony by checking in on our friends. We, we sing the harmony by being honest with our feelings and the things that we are experiencing. We sing the harmony by establishing markers of hope. Friends, I cannot wait to turn off my Christmas lights and I cannot wait to wear that black shirt. It is a new day, but you are not alone. You are deeply loved, and you're simply invited to sing along with all of us. And it will be beautiful music. We can make some music together, and I promise you this, if you do the work, if you trust the process, if you create these markers of hope in your story, you don't quit. You don't give in to letting fear drive the story. My promise to you is that we'll get through this. And so we'll keep showing up and I'm going to keep showing up. I'll do it through this microphone and I will do it 
through uh, social media. We'll do it online. We'll do it however we need to do it. I'll do it by putting up Christmas lights. I will, I'm going to think of a thousand creative ways for us to support each other. And you do the same. We'll keep coming back. And I can't wait for the day that we can celebrate and maybe begin to sing a celebration song. I love you. Be well. Friends, don't forget about the Brain Detox free download at my website, mikefoster.tv, mikefoster.tv. It's a free resource that is perfect for this time and season that we live in. It will help you calm your mind, declutter your mind, and unhook from the fear and anxiety that we are all being inundated with right now. Again, that's a free download at my website at mikefoster.tv. Remember, my friends, no matter what has happened in your story and no matter what will happen in your story, that your setbacks can become your superpowers and honesty is always the best policy. We'll see you next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast.